Hello and welcome to Self-Care Repair, a 50-minute podcast of mental well-being for the mind. My name is Harris Turner and I'm here to put some insights on common myths surrounding well-being practices and to show the real side to these practices that even you can pick up and try. Some of these may work for you, some may not. It all depends on your state of mind. Today, we'll be looking at an important yet overlooked part of life, sleep. Now, when it comes to sleep, I feel like people are often dismissive of how important sleep is, or they at least they understand how important it is, but they don't do anything to change their schedules. The common saying I hear is, sleep is for the weak, but what these people don't realize is how wrong this statement is in our everyday lives. I get it that it's a joke, but it's... It's so just dismissive. Let us admit here now, the majority of people in university and college don't exactly have the healthiest of sleep hygiene. This includes your host, Harris Turner, for that matter. Now, I'm not saying there aren't some people with really good sleep schedules. I've met tons of people who go to bed at the same time every single day. Um, however, for the most part, university students are known for late-night Saturday sessions, all-nighters, and an odd 3 a.m. party. And I get it. The university is busy throughout most of our day. We write essays, create assignments, and lots of lots of reading. Sometimes getting an assignment, a good grade, or on time, can mean the difference of a few hours. Those hours, however, can be detrimental to our sleep schedules and our overarching well-being. And in this podcast, I'm going to tell you why. Now, I've had a quite rough relation with sleep, as I've said before. For me, it's both a blessing and a curse of sorts. For the longest of times, I felt like it was almost a waste of time to sleep, I guess. But I needed to do more and more stuff throughout my day to get myself busy. And every year, I felt like I was getting later and later. And it's not because I wanted to, you know, stay up late. There's nothing to do with that. It's more of just, I wanted to draw, I wanted to make music, I wanted to edit, I wanted to do all these things that interested me. And, you know, it just made my nights just super long. And it doesn't help me. The hard truth is that despite me thinking it wouldn't do any harm if I slept in later and later, it was really the opposite. I became less focused and felt more drowsy during the day. You know, I was falling asleep in class, and it's not really that great. Um, and I couldn't focus on what really mattered. In short, I was simply just doing the same thing every day. Plan to go to bed early, get distracted or engrossed in something, 
time consuming and then go to bed at a really disruptive time. Now in university, I've learned the importance of what it really means to get good sleep. There was a lot of bumps in my journey starting out because, you know, summertime, you know, you kind of wreck your sleep schedule a bit, and I, I did that myself. And again, there's been a lot of bumps in my journey to get good sleep. But I finally, for the most part, started getting some decent sleep. And that journey is still tough. I still do have an odd mishap every now and then. But I feel like every day, I do seem to get better. And I see improvements. But what made me want to improve my sleep schedule, other than that whole antidote I gave... And that's just what I'm going to go on to. You see, sleep, despite being one of the more important functions of the human body, besides food and water, is mostly misunderstood. In fact, we know less about sleep than we do about the chemicals that create sleep. It makes us... It makes up about a third of our life, yet there's so much to still learn about. It makes up about... A third of our life, yet there is so much to still learn. And that's why I find it an amazing topic to talk about. It's complexity. On the surface, it's just a method for our body to rest. But it's so much more than that underneath the iceberg. Sleep is so fundamental to our well-being since it's the start of humanity and has been, since, uh, and has been seen as something that is treated like a chore. You know, you have to do this and this and this before you get to bed, or do this and this and this, and you know. And it has been seen as something that is treated like a chore. You know, people, I like I've said before, that people just think, you know, nothing off sleep. We constantly you know, try to prepare for it or try to avoid it. However, there's so many different levels towards why I think is an amazing product of our brain and our body. With so many levels, it created a lot of misconceptions around sleep itself, and that would take forever to cover them all. However, I, Harris Turner, will go through some common ones. So, what are some of the exceptions about sleep? The one I see again and again is the number of hours we need. We all have heard of the jokes of university students that only sleep for three hours per night, yet still seem to function. That the optimal amount of sleep is five to six hours per night, and so on. However, the truth is much more complex. In fact, it all depends on your age. Most young adults, and of course, the average adult, need eight to nine hours per day. Now that's, if you didn't know that, pretty crazy. So what exactly do you do during those eight hours? Well, it seems like such an obvious answer. And a common misconception that some people still think to this day is that the brain does nothing while we sleep. Well, obviously, we do 
do something because otherwise we wouldn't dream but it's all the other things that people wonder about now most people already know this of course the brain doesn't fully shut down it doesn't take a brain surgeon to realize this the questions arise when it comes to what the brain does during sleep we all know that dreams happen but some of us don't have dreams and you know there's so, there's so much mystery to what actually happens even the pros and the the actual professionals don't know what goes on half of the time we don't know enough to come up with conclusive facts but there are theories one of the most common theories is that sleep helps with connectivity and memory it is shown that people who lack good sleep seem to have worse ability with a working memory. Sleep obviously recharges energy loss during the day, but they also help with cleaning out toxic thoughts and products that the body produces. And many of this goes towards dreams, which I will not talk about because it would take me forever. One more misconception is that naps help compensate for bad sleep hygiene, which for some people it does work. But according to research, I found that this can actually worsen sleep habits. Sure, it can help in certain situations, like if you're jet-lagged, but for the most part, it disrupts your sleep patterns to the point that we can't sleep when we really need to. And that sucks. Now, a lot of what I'm saying today could just as often change tomorrow because of how research changes all the time. Again, I'm no expert on the subject. I just did some basic research, but it is something I'm interested enough to do at least some research on. Obviously, it can make you gumpy, lose performance, and many other issues, and it doesn't stop at mental problems, of course. There are plenty to be known, but one of the main functions that the sleep heals is the body. Since the body and brain aren't focused on doing much while it sleeps, it puts a lot of energy gained during the day to heal parts of the body that have been damaged. In fact, a lot of calories are actually burned while you sleep because of all the energy that goes towards healing certain parts of the body. It's amazing to me how these processes can change based on how much sleep you can actually get and the types of sleep you get. For example, you can get light or heavy sleep and it will actually change how you how your body heals. When we get a good amount of sleep, we witness these benefits, but these do vary from person to person because of genetics and all these other conditions that humans have to face. Some people can magically fall asleep while others spend hours and hours trying to get some shut eye, especially people with the insomnia or any other kind of condition that makes sleeping a bit harder. Sleep can make or break how we go about our day. And bad habits can, for the most part, ruin our well-being because of how important sleep is. So how can we fix such bad habits? Well, firstly, the best way to fix such habits is to put restrictions on what technology you use. In today's modern age, we find ourselves with better a better restriction systems and apps to keep track of how long you sleep. 
and what time these restrictions come into play. I suggest a slow but steady times, but that may differ from, again, from person to person. And some apps may not even be useful for people who can get to bed pretty easily. I say this because if you go to bed super early, despite you not doing so for a long time, it's just bad as consistently going to bed at later times. It's almost similar to what it's like to be jet-lagged if you travel to another country. It's inconsistent to what you usually have. And with inconsistent sleep comes inconsistent waking hours, which is something we don't really want because, again, it creates the same problems that I discussed earlier. Most phones today have timers which can add those restrictions to certain apps, go on grayscales, and even dim down the screen for you. Obviously, these work to varying levels, but they are worth trying. Some people do need to, some people do need that instant early restriction, but others may need that slow but steady process. It's all up to you how you approach it. I suggest you do your own research on what you need yourself. Just as long as you try to do it, don't put it off tomorrow or next week. Just do it now and get it done. That's what matters in the end. While we are consistent and we create good habits which improve our well-being. For me, sleep is such a mysterious process in our daily lives, despite it being so important for our survival. It's not only the time where we can actually rest and power down from our ever-increasing busy lives, like I've said so many times before. At times, it seems like we almost try to resist it. In my personal opinion, we should stop looking at sleep as a, as this chore or just another function, but something we can use as a tool of sorts. And with the right methods, you too can master sleep. This has been, this has been, this has been the Food Demand Podcast, Self-Care Repair with your host, Harris Turner, where I cover self-care to the best of my abilities. Today we have covered sleep and the main misconceptions it has as well as ways to fix sleep. I hope to inform you about the subject the best I could. Next episode we will talk about the importance of diet and healthy eating. Stay tuned for next time.